Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of the Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Hey everybody, it's You Made Me Watch. I'm Allison Bobbitt here with my husband, Mike Bobbitt. We're back after a little bit of a hiatus. Life got crazy and we weren't able to record for a little while, but... The funny thing is life may be crazier currently. Somehow, yes, it is Life has gotten crazier, but um, we're managing it better, I think, maybe, somehow. Yeah. yeah. Sort of. I don't know. Maybe we just need this outlet more. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> that's the thing. We need this a little. This is an opportunity for Allison and myself to actually spend time together and communicate with each other <laughs> about something other than the uh, mass trauma that is going on in our lives. Just the absolute chaos and horrible things that happen in life. Constantly. Yeah. Uh, so we decided to uh, start talking movies again. And what better way to start it off than the romantic comedy, Promising Young Woman. You made me watch. Why'd you make me watch this? You made me watch something I didn't like. Next time we watch. It came up after we watched Saltburn. We're traumatized by Saltburn. <laughs> yeah. Well, everybody was talking about how, isn't it crazy that Saltburn is written and directed by Midge from the Barbie movie? Yeah. Emerald Fennell. Film nerds may know that prior to Saltburn, Emerald Fennell wrote this movie, Promising Young Woman. Mm -hmm. The title is kind of a nod to the um, frat guy that did the date rape where um, basically the defense was, but he's a promising young man. Yeah. Yeah. We can't let this one thing that he did. Yeah. A raping someone. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he has potential. He's rich. He's white. So um, exactly. this is a movie about a college uh, date rape and um, the friend of the victim uh, kind of, Goes on a quest to get revenge against uh, quote unquote nice guys. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's funny because after we saw Saltburn, we were talking about this movie and we brought it up with our friend Brittany. And I was telling her that what I really like about this movie is they cast a lot of like notoriously um, cast Hollywood nice guys like Sam Richardson mm -hmm. and Christopher Mintz. Uh, Plass in the roles and then they kind of show that they end up being kind of gross mm -hmm. and I remember like I told Brittany I was like yeah I, I feel gross because I kind of felt like Sam Richardson and in that I really only remembered that he unfortunately wore a fedora <laughs> <laughs> 
and I completely forgot about how gross of a human being he was. So uh, we watched it over uh, holiday break, and I wanted to text Brittany at the time and tell her, I'm not rapey. I've never been rapey. <laughs> but uh, I waited until we went back to work, and then I told her. I was like, listen, I need to amend what I said four days ago. <laughs> uh, but, you know, in because I do consider myself a nice guy, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I, I'm sorry, uh, it's no secret to anyone, especially women, uh, guys are gross, mm-hmm. and a lot of guys, myself included, let their wieners make a lot of their choices for them, and I have certainly been in situations where I've been gross and, you know, had that, but I've said all the right things, why won't you touch it? And, yeah. You know, it's, uh, yeah, it, it's, uh, I've certainly been the nice guy with an agenda in my younger life. Uh, I'm very, very happily married now, and I take it as a, um, I take a lot of pride in the fact that, you know, a lot of our friends, you know, you and I both come from the world of comedy. So a lot of our friends are mutual friends. And I like it that a lot of our female friends feel comfortable enough with me because A, they know I'm not going to be gross. Yeah. B, they know that I know if if I do do something gross, that they'll just fucking tell you. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and I also like it that you trust me not to be gross. So, yeah. You know, yeah. You know, I'm easily grosser with my male friends. Yeah. Just because I think it's funny to freak out. Um, yeah, you like to freak people out. <laughs> yeah. Super conservative people that are just like, man, those guys are hugging. You yeah. Know? Uh, yeah. I, I don't particularly like hugging our female friends sometimes just because like it came up today that Mm -hmm. there's a uh, we were hanging out with our friends, uh, comedian Lauren Mm Uhalik and her husband, Nick Gamina, Mm -hmm. and another comedian, a nice guy comedian came up in conversation and. Uh, I didn't know that he had a stigma of being uh, an uncomfortable hugger. Yeah. And I... You know, just because a guy has much more of a comfort level around a woman, I don't want to accidentally be an uncomfortable hugger. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also have a very big personal bubble. It's it's very funny when like one of our friends, like Sam, will go in because she knows <laughs> my personal bubble, and she's she'll just kind of like preface this with, "Okay." I'm going in for a hug now. And I'm yeah. like, okay, that's yeah, fine. It's chill. <laughs> I, I think she might, uh, may have let uh, Elena know that too, because. Um, yeah, she also warns you. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I was very frantic. I stopped at home to order dinner for Elena and our kids. And then I was running out the door again. And Elena was like, okay, stop for a second. I'm going in for a hug. And I was like, okay. And yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I like it that Elena's so great. She's I, such. We are very lucky. I know she that, lives really close by, and she's yeah. just like so sweet, and it's just like she'll text me every once in a while and be like, "Hey, if you need anything, like I'm here." <laughs> so, guys, that's my takeaway from this episode: 
if you're not gross, you will find that women are people too. <laughs> and friendships with women, no matter what the movie Harry Met Sally, when Harry Met Sally will tell you, men and women can be friends mm-hmm. and those relationships can be very fruitful. Yes. Yes. It is possible. Or you could have a friendly relationship with someone like Allison, and then she could aggressively rub your nipples, and the next thing you know, you're married. Yep. <laughs> now that we have all of that um, weird... Um, trauma dumping. Diarrhea, yeah, <laughs> trauma dump. Uh, what did you think of the movie? So I, I loved it. Um, I had seen a lot of clips from the movie because um, it was on TikTok. How does that work? I don't understand. Um, so people will just upload like clips from movies onto TikTok. But like, I feel like aren't TikTok clips like a minute or two minutes long? A minute. Uh, they can be up to three minutes now. Okay. Um. So yeah, sometimes it's are they like the split like reaction video things where it will be like. Or, it's just a straight clip from a movie. I okay. It's I, weird. I, I like, don't understand TikTok. I know you don't. It's it's okay. Okay. You, you don't. It's not for you to understand. Yeah, I'm 51 now. I know. Okay. It's it's fine. So yeah. So you've seen clips. So I've seen several clips from the movie. Were they shown like within context, or I imagine they were sort of like the um, gotcha clips of like her seeming drunk, and then all of a yes. sudden, cause it, it's about Carrie Mulligan pretends to be drunk, mm-hmm. and then uh, someone will says, try to help her home. A nice guy will try to get her home, and then the nice guy will end up being gross. Yeah, he'll so try, try to does. take advantage of yeah, her every weekend. And um, so actually, Emerald Fennell wrote it with the uh, scene in mind of her drunk and a guy taking off her panties mm-hmm. and then her just snapping to like Stone Cold Sober. Mm-hmm. And she wrote the movie backwards from that scene. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which I think she was like, that was such a visual scene. And I like it that um, because I also listened to um, William Gold- William Goldman's audiobook, mm-hmm. uh, w- which was fascinating. And he was talking about how uh, there was a something he really wanted to do that inspired him to write a movie, um, and then that scene ended up going. And you always have to. There's uh, mm-hmm. the saying in writing, "You kill your darlings." Yeah. And uh, I like it that Emerald Fennell didn't have to kill that scene because that is such a powerful scene. It is, and the way it's shot from overhead <sighs> is so like, yeah. yeah, it's really good. Okay, sorry for so, interrupting. It's you. okay. Um, so I had seen several of the scenes. Like I actually saw the one where she um shows the video to Bo Burnham. Ooh. Oh, so you already knew how it was going to end? So, well, I knew that um, she was going to go to the bachelor party, and I knew yeah. that they were going to break up. Okay. So, uh, a real quick synopsis. She does that. She ends up finding a guy from college that, hey, maybe he is genuinely nice. And then, spoiler alert, she finds out that he isn't, and he was present when her best friend was... Raped, assaulted yeah and uh and then she goes to get revenge and um because all of these people are still yeah. friends and they're at the guy who who was the assaulter yeah 
I his bachelor party. I want to spoil the ending ending, though. No. Because I, I feel like we can say that much and it's still a movie worth seeing, but I really mm-hmm. feel like we should keep the actual ending under wraps. Okay, that's fair. Okay. I will say that the ending is very epic and very satisfying. Yeah, especially if you saw Saltburn and you were like, holy shit, what a final <laughs> five minutes. Like, there's no dancing naked. No. But it is one of those things that the ending... Your jaw's on the ground. Yeah, You're your just jaw's like, on the ground. And at least for me, the ending of this is more effective than Saltburn. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Definitely more plausible. Yes. Where yes. I remember the first time I saw this, I was like, mm. you know, there... The timing is a little Hollywood of how yes, things happen. It is it's definitely very Hollywood timing, but how everything happens is certainly plausible. Yes. So correct. Yeah. Okay. Um. So you saw the Bo Burnham. So I saw so. the Bo Burnham clip. I saw. Um, he does a great job acting in this. He is too. really good in this. Yeah. I saw. It broke um, my heart when he goes from like I love uh, you to uh, you know. You never made a fucking mistake, you know, like Yeah, where he gets really defensive and uh, mean. I'm like, "Ah." Um, but I saw a couple clips of her um uh, you know, with the guys. Okay. Uh, and I and I saw the clip of her and Connie Britton. Oh, okay. But it was just just the clip of her talking to her in the office. I didn't see any of the stuff with the daughter. Okay. So, which scene was your favorite her scene with Connie Britton or the scene with Alfred Molina? I think I like the scene with her and Alfred Molina the most. Yeah. Because she is expecting to destroy this man. You can see her entire demeanor change because she realized he's already destroyed. Yeah. Like he is filled with remorse and regret for everything that he has done because he was the defense attorney that basically threatened her friend into dropping her suit against her attacker. Did, you know, all the dirty tricks that you do, like, yeah. so that, you know, you run out of money and Yeah, you, these are you all med students. These yeah. are all privileged. Rich, wealthy rich, yeah. med students. And she, you you do end up seeing um, this girl's house. Her name's Nina. Like, you, her mom is played by Molly Shannon. And you see their house, and it's just, you know, like, mid- middle class, you know, nothing fancy. Yeah, she was top of her class. Yeah, she, yeah. she was definitely probably there on a scholarship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they even say that she was top of her class, Carrie Mulligan was second, mm-hmm. and um, the dude from Glow was, like, third, so he ends up graduating top of his class Yeah, because... They dropped out. Yeah, because his actions. The, the point is, is that, you know, Alfred Molina is this lawyer who pulls all the dirty tricks in the book to get, you know, these people to drop their lawsuit so that his client doesn't get sued and, you know, nothing happens to him. And that's what he does. He gets rich people off and he's filled with remorse and regret and he's on a sabbatical and you can tell he's just just devastated and miserable and he tells Carrie Mulligan like that he's sorry and he's crying 
and he's like on his knees next to her. She's sitting like on the couch across from him and he like gets on his knees and he's like crying into her lap. And she's like, I forgive you. Yeah. What I like about that scene more than the Connie Britton scene is it goes, it doesn't go the way either character thinks it's going to go. Yeah. Where the Connie Britton scene goes exactly the way Carrie Mulligan's character thinks it will go. Yeah. And I just like it that the Alfred Molina scene is a curveball for everyone. Yeah. Both the characters and the audience. Yeah. The rapist uh, is played by Christopher Lowell, Mm -hmm. who played Bash in Glow. Yeah. And he's really, really good. And he is really good in this. um, Yeah. uh, The cast itself is phenomenal. Uh, Carrie Mulligan, great. She's so good. She's also in Saltburn. Yeah, she has a small role in Saltburn, and she's almost unrecognizable because she's wearing this insane red wig. Yeah. But, um, yeah, she has a small role in Saltburn. Bo Burnham's great in this. Yes. Uh, Allison Brie. Is in this, yes. Playing, well, like... I, I think some of the best act... I, I mean, I've seen Allison Brie do some really phenomenal acting. Mm-hmm. Um, Clancy Brown and Jennifer Coolidge play mm-hmm. Carrie Mulligan's parents. Mm-hmm. And I love it that Jennifer Coolidge, who's known for being so fucking funny... Yes. Plays like a black hole of comedy. Yeah. Like she just sucks the comedy out of every scene. Yeah. And makes she's everything just, so uncomfortable. Like she's so good. She really is crushing it. Like at just being. <sighs> uh, Laverne Cox. Is the. the Owner of the coffee, the shop. coffee shop that Carrie Mulligan works at. And phenomenal. Really great. You know, kind of a um, a throwaway best friend yeah. role, but um, is delightful in it. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, it, it, it's just a really good cast. Uh, Max Greenfield, who I really don't know that much because I didn't watch New Girl. Yeah. But he just looks like a real sleazy guy. Yeah. And I don't know if that's the kind of character he plays on he New does. Girl. He does. Okay. He plays a sleazy guy. He plays like a sleazy guy who is reformed eventually on okay. New Girl. So I was like, oh, yeah, I know that works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think that was great casting. It was great casting. I believed him as a a really gross. gross oh, yeah. Dude. He, yeah. Ugh. yeah. He's pretty gross. Yeah, he's kind of the only like bachelor party guy that you really notice all that much. Yeah. It's a really good cast. Everybody's really great in it. Um, even, you know, just like the the one scene people like uh, Christopher Mintz-Ploss, um, who's just in one scene. He's like doing coke. It's so funny. Yeah. Uh, talking about a book he's writing. <laughs> um, she keeps a notebook of you and I talked about this afterwards. Yeah. And it's color coded. Yeah. Apparently in the commentary, they explain because it isn't always clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the hash marks are in black. Some of them are in red. Yeah. And apparently they explain that the ones in red are the ones where she actually gets hurt. Oh. Because it doesn't go so smoothly every time. Okay. Um, which I think they should have maybe made that more of a... I mean, I don't know how you could have explained that with one line because it's not like she shows 
that diary to anyone. Yeah. yeah, there's like, yeah, it's. I mean, I don't need to be handed all the information in a movie. I, mm-hmm. I don't mind doing some of the work, but I think that was one that you can't really do the work. You know, you, mm-hmm. you kind of need someone to say, oh, no, this is what that means. Yeah. So apparently in the commentary, Emerald Fennell does that. Yeah. Yeah. It's. um. That's intense. What I like about the movie is it's not tidy. It's. um, And it isn't, you know, I, I know we're making it out to be super bleak and everything, but it's. It's an entertaining movie. It's it not is. a hard watch. No. I mean, no. It, 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 it can is. be. It can be. There are moments that are rough, but. There are moments of levity within the movie. Yes. I really, really enjoyed it. It had a very satisfying ending. I thought the story itself was really good. And I also feel like, because um, I'm about the same age as these characters are. Yeah. Um. So I was in college around the same time that they were. And I can absolutely um, understand the culture that existed in colleges around that time and how much it was, how can I destroy a boy's reputation, you know, because she said this, how, how little value is placed on a girl's word because she was drinking or because she was dressed a certain way. Um which is in- absolutely infuriating. A lot has changed, and I'm so grateful for that. I'm a week younger than uh, Laverne Cox. Are you really? Yes. Oh, wow. Because I was looking, I was like, yeah, you're in the ballpark of like all of the ages of all the uh, college students. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm five years younger than Connie Britton. I told you incorrectly that uh, some of the press around this was... Uh, Margot Robbie was a producer. They probably should have cast her because she's because there's no way like, you know, any that Carrie Mulligan is hot enough to be rapable. Uh, that was not like an ongoing thing. That was one reviewer who when they took him to task on that, he's like, but I'm like a 55 year old gay man. So I can say that. And it's like, no, no, you no, can't. You can't you still can't. That doesn't give you a pass. No. Yeah, that's that's gross. It's awful. That's so disgusting. Yeah, it's... uh, That's a disgusting thing to say. Hot enough to be rapable? Yeah, that that was the gist of it. Like, (sighs) feels like miscasting. Like, clearly they should have had Margot Robbie in that role because, you know, she would be much more, you know... Gross. Emerald Fennell actually has a cameo in it as the girl doing the YouTube tutorial on uh, oh, makeup for the blowjob lips. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a scene where she's doing where Carrie Mulligan is doing um, YouTube tutorials to do her makeup. And I'm like, what the fuck is she doing? And then I realize, oh, it's because she's getting dressed up to go out to look a mess um, to, you know, get someone to try to take her home. Uh, mm. It's interesting. It was uh, Dennis Harvey wrote it for Variety. And yeah, he said, I'm a six-year-old gay man. I don't actually go around dwelling on the comparative hotness of young actresses, actresses let alone writing about that. But you did, dude. Yeah. Carrie was- Mulligan's beautiful, and she was amazing. Yeah. She was amazing in this movie. I think it was fantastic casting. 
I think um, she has a monologue at the end of the movie. Um, I I don't want to spoil it, but she is she is amazing in that monologue. And also, rape has nothing to do with looks. Correct. That's one of the grossest things. You know. Correct. Since we last did this podcast, I did uh, the first season of my podcast soundtrack to my life, and I had podcaster Johnny Mockney on from the We Are Movies podcast. And one of the things he really talked about in his episode was needle drop moments. And I feel like the needle drop moment in this is Britney Spears toxic. <laughs> like how great is that song used in this movie? It is fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm really glad that you like this. Uh, mm -hmm. I urge everyone to see this, uh, see the Barbie movie, see Saltburn. Yeah. And Be, if you see Saltburn on your radar. Yeah. And if you see Saltburn, don't watch it with your parents. Because I heard some people did that, and it was very uncomfortable. That's hilarious. Yes. We've watched some uncomfortable movies with my mom. Yes. And hopefully she gets out of the hospital soon so we can yes. watch more uncomfortable movies with I, her. We're not watching Saltburn with her. Okay. Um, no, no, definitely <laughs> not. I feel like she would have a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's just no way. Yeah. I don't think we should even tell her about that movie. <laughs> Emerald Fennell was nominated for an Oscar for this movie. Yay! Along with the uh, director for Nomadland, it's the first time that two female directors were nominated for Oscars in the same year. That is fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. Love it. I love yeah. it. I hope Greta Gerwig gets nominated for an Oscar for Barbie because... I really hope so. It looks like Oppenheimer is the favorite to win a lot of awards. Um, yeah. Which I haven't seen Oppenheimer yet, so I, I can't really either. weigh in on it. I'm sure it's good. Yeah, um, I will watch it very soon. Yeah. Barbie was quite an accomplishment. It was so good. Yeah. It was so good. I loved it. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad that we're back to podcasting together Me too. again. I love you very much. I love you too. Uh, uh, just want to give another shout out to our friends. Yes. Uh, and uh, we have amazing friends. We really do. Yeah. Thanks, guys. You've really helped. A You've really helped a lot. And gizmo thanks you also yeah well what are we gonna watch next week allison it's your turn to pick well next week we are gonna watch a little movie called frailty with bill paxton mm, yes and all right all right all right correct it's one of matthew mcconaughey's early dramatic roles cool yeah well i am looking forward to it all right okay okay i love you i love you too 